0: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562- 314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. There's a
1: high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's us deep to left field and it's a gutter. Big fly.
2: to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And the driving jam time! Can the Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal entry law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Come back, pattern caught! Down, Kansas City! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX.
3: Wow, what a day of sports we have in front of us! The Cardinals, as you wake up this morning, and some people are just waking up. That's all right. Saturday night, man, we had a good time here in St. Louis. I'm sure. Uh, the Cardinals.
4: get up early and listen to Total Information AM. I well, don't
3: know. you know you're you're <laughs> still here. That's Brian Kelly. He's here. I'm here. Tom Ackerman. Uh, the the Cardinals are two games out. The Cardinals are two games out of a wild-card spot in the National League. Yes, indeed. Nolan Arenado hit a home run yesterday that sent a charge through the city, and suddenly the Cardinals are within striking distance. If they win today... There'll be a game behind the Reds, and they'll see what the Padres do against the Dodgers. Dodgers are very motivated right now, trying to make something happen in the National League West because the Giants just won't lose. So they are putting some pressure on the Padres. The Cardinals are putting pressure on the Reds. The Phillies are hanging around. The Mets are starting to fall back again. BK, it is a lot of fun in the National League.
4: You know, I I know this sounds like uh, somebody who, who is okay with, I guess, mediocrity would be the word. But I'm not. When you're a fan, you want your team to be in the race. And when it comes to September, if your team is in the race, it's fun. I mean, no, this team isn't lighting the world on fire. But they're in the race. And they, like we always say, you get in the playoffs, you never know what happens. So let's enjoy it.
3: Jay Happ against Sonny Gray. We'll have it for you on KMOX at one fifteen. It's a twelve twenty pregame as the Cardinals get the win. Mike Schilt, Cardinals manager, will be with us in five minutes, so we'll go through the particulars with him. But the big thing was the home run by Arenado, the excellent bullpen work after Miles Michaelis found himself after giving up four runs in the third. He was able to get through the fourth and fifth. Henesis Cabrera, goodness, two scoreless innings for him. Alex Reyes bouncing back, getting the win, pitching a scoreless eighth, and Giovanni Gallegos worked the ninth. Arenado also drove in a run with a triple. He scored on a Dylan Carlson RBI as the Cardinals climbed back and won that ball game 6-4 last night. So they are two back in the division. The Padres, who do they have to deal with today? How about Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer will be pitching for the Dodgers today at 310. Don't tell me the Cardinals can't get within a game today. If they find a way to beat the Reds today and Scherzer does his job, folks, tomorrow you're going to get up and the Cardinals are going to be a game out. So we'll see. It's going to be tight down the stretch. And, oh, wait, who comes in next weekend? That's right, Padres. Padres will be here next weekend taking on the Cardinals. It is going to be very interesting. Now, in between then, the Cardinals have to go to New York and play the Mets, and the Mets don't think they're finished yet. They're kind of hanging around right now. They lost yesterday, and unfortunately for them, that drops them below 500. And they're four out in the wild card. You can't let them believe anything. So you got to take care of business against the Mets this week and then get after the Padres this weekend. First things first, the Reds today. Now, while that all is going on at Bush Stadium, just to the north, the Ascension Charity Classic, you had Ozzie Smith and Craig Berube playing with Jack Nicholas and Tom Watson. I mean, okay. That's, that, you know, we got
4: legends all over the place. Uh, Brian, you were out there. What was that like? It was awesome. And what I've, I felt sorry for Craig Berube because he's teeing off on number 10 is where they started. And I mean, there's all these people around and they're cheering and they're going nuts. You got Nicholas, you got Watson, you got Ozzy right there. And here's a hockey guy teeing off in front of all those people. And it's like, man, that's gotta be tough. I mean, I know he's used to being out in front of crowds and stuff, but uh, it's a little tough to take a golf shot on a par three with that kind of anticipation around you. It was just a blast. Uh, and those guys at one of the holes, and I'm not sure which hole it was, they got done, they holed out, and then they stopped and took uh, a couple of questions from the from the crowd. And Tom Watson asked Craig Berube, how many times has your nose been broken? <laughs> and so it was just a, a lot of fun. And then, you know, the tournament itself, the thing I love about going to golf tournaments is I like to stand where the, the drive lands. And uh, two balls hit a tree I was standing right next to. Uh, so I thanked the tree. And um, Jim Furick hit a ball that landed off in the grass. Off, Well, it, of course it lands in the grass, uh, in the rough. And I went over there and was right behind him as he and his caddy were looking it over. And I love that when you can hear him talking to the caddy and he had a, a Uh, official come over and he actually got some relief because there was a double-decker bar right there and he got to move it and then made a great shot but when you're right there that close to these guys it's a lot of fun
3: it really is and they're drawing big crowds out there a lot of people ask me are they doing well how are they doing how about over their projections so they were hoping for about 30,000 total they're going to go over that easily they'll have 35 there were some whispers when I was there on Tuesday for the pairings party that 40,000 maybe more could be Mm -hmm. in total they were starting to pace that way the weather's been pretty good it's gonna be warm but a lot of people coming out to see the Ascension Charity Classic they've had some backup uh, buses and parking lots, and a nice system to get you in and out of there. Yeah, they do. Uh, so they're working on it. Brian was uh, definitely out there yesterday, and I'm going to be heading out there after the show today. I wish I could be in two places at once, but I can't. <laughs> uh, but Norwood Hills is absolutely a fabulous setup. They've done a great job. We're going to talk a lot about it today. We're going to actually hear from Jack Nicholas today. He talked to our Dan Reardon for a little bit about some of his projects, and Dan will be with us at the top of the hour at 11 o'clock. And then there's college football. I mean, when you got home from all that, you saw Mizzou was trying to stay alive in Lexington and they could not beat Kentucky. That was the SEC opener for the conference. First SEC game of the season. Mizzou at Kentucky. Kentucky's pretty good and they beat Missouri 35-28. They just found a way to hold off the Tigers who have to learn how to play some defense. They struggled a little bit in that area. Uh, Connor Basilac, their quarterback, got knocked around a little bit towards the end. Said he's going to be okay. Uh, Mizzou could not hold off Kentucky. 35-28 was the final. Illinois got stomped at Virginia. 42-14, couple of stunners. Uh, Oregon goes into Ohio State yes. and pulls off a win, 35-28. Uh, don't think Iowa winning at Iowa State is a stunner, but Iowa State was being propped up as one of these powers, uh, up-and-coming mm-hmm. powers, and Iowa said, not so fast. Yeah. Uh, we're the best team in the state, and I can tell you from experience watching my alma mater get thrown around by them in week one, that team is legit. Iowa's going to be moving up the charts very
4: quickly, and the Big Ten is going to be interesting. You think Arkansas sent a message to Texas? You Darn really right they want did. to come into the SEC? That's really? right. Yep. Yeah, that was that was quite an upset. Texas is way overrated. But, yeah, I, I totally agree with Jacksonville you. State. Jacksonville State wins at Florida State. Last love play it. of the game. Love it. Wow. Um, I, I love college football. And it's a cat just... falls from the upper deck at the Miami game.
3: How about that? Are you yeah. kidding me? With That's one of the most unbelievable <laughs> videos I've ever seen. I saw it last night on Twitter, and I thought, that can't be real. And then I looked at the video, and mm-hmm. a cat is dangling from a wire, a cable, and drops. And underneath, they have a flag waiting for the cat. I mean, <laughs> that's just incredible. <laughs> Kevin Wheeler, was he there? It's Miami. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, Might have been and, his cat. And on top of all of that. Uh, the most important thing yesterday is that we were all together for one thing, and that is to remember uh, the victims of 9-11, uh, to remember the first responders during 9-11, to remember how we felt during 9-11, and to never forget that, Brian. And it was uh, a solemn day, but uh, always a day of remembrance that that we will for the rest of our lives. Our lives changed on that day, and uh, we remember that as well.
4: And let's remember on September 12th, 20 years ago, we were united. It'd be really nice if we could get that way again.
3: I agree with you. Amen to that. Mike Schilt, Cardinals manager, is next in one minute. It's 10-15.
4: Time to get the inside scoop
2: on the Cardinals' 2021 season with Redbirds manager Mike Schilt. Welcome to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX
3: 1017 Sports on a Sunday morning. It is the Mike Schilt Show. The Cardinals manager joins us from Bush Stadium as he does every Sunday morning on the show. He joins us before a ball game. Mike, good morning. How are you? We don't have Mike, but we'll get to him here momentarily. There he is. Thank you, James. Hello, Mike. How are you?
5: I'm doing well, Tom. How about yourself?
3: I am doing fantastic. I had some time last night uh, at the ball game, sitting and watching the game, and you know, it's tough to lose. And losing Friday, uh, coming back on Saturday and falling behind four to nothing, I turned to the person next to me, Mike, and I said, well... Cardinals have some work to do, and work you did. What a win that was yesterday! Goodness, six to four over the Reds. Had to feel good going to bed last night and knowing you have more work
4: ahead of you.
5: For sure, yeah. I mean, enjoyed that one, and uh, you know, ready for today clearly. Um, but sometimes you take a break and actually enjoy something. So it was fun, <laughs> and guys fought their tails off, and um, you know, really played played well. Complete team effort.
3: Obviously Nolan Arenado put a charge of electricity into this city. We'll get to that mm-hmm. in just a bit, but I I want to start with Miles Michaelis who to his credit bounced back, dug in like he has done many times and gave up Mike back to not back to back but two two run homers in the third inning. India got one, Castellanos got one, two really good players and the, the Reds built that four to nothing lead, but how did Miles Michaelis do his thing to get through five?
5: yeah you know what he uh, was really efficient for the first two sharp everything crisp um and then also uh you know was able to rebound and regroup from um you know rough or third you know got some breaking balls up and uh, actually and he was down a little bit and he drove it into center and then uh, you know just a really a spinner to a that he he got into the into pretty good for a two at homer but um Settle down, you know. Settle down. Those are two huge innings, two big shutout innings, keeping it at four. And uh, you know, Paulie was able to immediately answer with a with a rope out to left center. Uh, Harrison got on, Eddie got him in, and um, the next thing you know, it's four to two, and we're back in this thing.
3: You're right, and that is a big inning right there with Paul DeYoung getting that started with the home run, Bader's double, Edmonds' RBI single, and the Cardinals are in business and then it's four to two. You had a lot of things going on, but I'm going to skip ahead uh, to the sixth inning and Arenado with uh, another terrific at bat. I mean, he's had some really good ones in his time here with the Cardinals, but that triple in the sixth inning to drive in a run and put you up four to three is right up there, isn't it?
5: Yeah, no question about it. I mean, you know, listen, um, Guy's been a good player for us, driven in runs. Um, big triple down the left field line and make it make it four to three. And I'm sure we'll get to the homer here shortly. But you know, really good swings and you know that's what you need out of your lineup. You need guys that can that can produce and score some score some runs.
3: Scary moment in the sixth inning is Carlson hits one into center. Two outfielders collide, a run scores on the RBI and it's four four. Very nice applause and response from the Cardinals fans, as always, to support the Reds as they attended to their injured players. And uh, a moment there, though, that you tied the game and everybody uh, took a a breath collectively as it was a new ball game. I mean, what an inning that was. Arenado followed by Carlson, Mike.
5: Yeah, you know, what, mentioned Nolan, and Bill had a nice, subtle game yesterday. Um, You know, put the ball in play, found some grass, you know, scary collision, hope uh both those guys, obviously Nakelin came out of the game. Hope those guys are, are okay. Um, well, yeah, big hit, tied it at four, and, um, you know, then the bullpen took over and was really good from there.
3: Absolutely right. Henesis Cabrera. We've talked about him. I've borderline raved about him for <laughs> the entire season. There was a national reporter who said something about Cabrera earlier in the season that got me really ticked off. I don't know that I've been that revved up in a long time. So I've been behind Cabrera all the way, and he was terrific yesterday. Again, no walks for Henesis Cabrera. Two scoreless innings, Mike. He's really come into his own with that Light blue glove on his right hand and uh, that ball blazing out of his left hand. He is a piece of work.
5: Yeah, he's an aggressive guy. He's got all the pitches. Um, key to him, which he's done a fantastic job of, <coughs> you know, is, is that's throwing a lot of strikes. You know, he did have a couple walks the other day. We tend, we tend to, as I'm doing at the moment, um, you know, we tend to gravitate towards that. But, man, this guy in the month of August was wiped out. A lot of quality strikes, um, got ahead last night, controlled counts, dirty change up, uh, but really pitched well with a lot of fastball. And, you know, he's got three good pitches of fastball. He's got four, actually, the four seamer and the two seamer, you know, good change up and then a, a nice curveball, too. So he's got a lot of nasty weapons, and uh, he's been very good for us over the course of the year and, and really good for us for two. Two big innings last night in a tight ballgame.
3: He got Votto, Naquin, and Moustakas, 1-2-3 in the 6th. In the 7th, he got Barrero, Barnhart, and Castillo to ground out to end that inning. So Castillo comes back in the bottom of the 7th and is able to keep you down, and here we go. So it's 4-4 ball game. Uh In the top of the 8th inning, Alex Reyes comes in. Here's the call.
1: The 1-2 pitch. A swing and a miss. Rock. Strikes out.
3: Alex Reyes is set up for a great opportunity here, and he makes it for himself, Mike. He gets India to fly out. He strikes out Schrock right there, and after walking Castellanos, facing one of the best to do it in a long time, Joey Votto gets him to fly out to center, Mike, and a scoreless frame for Alex Reyes.
5: Yeah, Alex, um, tremendous against uh, the Dodgers for two. Um, Coming in early for Woodford two scoreless, and last night grabbed the eighth in a tie game, um, you know, two quick outs, and pitched on stuff. He, he took his walk and then got bottom on the changeup and did a great job.
3: So what do the Reds decide to do? They go with Lucas Sims to pitch the eighth, and Tommy Edmonds strikes out. That leaves it to Paul Goldschmidt.
1: Sims on two and two with one away. His pitch, a swing and a shot to the gap in left center field. Goldschmidt is going to be in scoring position. Akiyama makes the throw into the shortstop, Barrero. And it's a one-out double for Goldie, his 28th double of the year.
3: Put a charge into that one, and Sims has to settle down and face Tyler O'Neill, and does get him to ground out to Votto. That moves Goldschmidt to third, so he's standing there as your lead run, and the batter is Nolan.
1: Arnauto, one for three tonight, one out of six in the series with two runs scored and a run batted in. Goldschmidt takes a big lead at third, Arnato swings and hits a drive to left field! Way back, to the wall, it's a goner! A two-run homer for Nolan Arnato, 6-4 to Cardinals in the eighth. Big, big two-run homer, huh? I smell the coffee brewing. Arnato touches on plate, congratulated by Paul Goldschmidt. And Arenado is being congratulated by his teammates as he goes down the steps of the first base dugout.
3: Boy, was he pumped, Mike, and then came out for a curtain call. A lot of energy in that ballpark last night, off the bat of Nolan Arenado.
5: Yeah, big, big, big swing, and um, man, you know, you're right. Great crowds. We've had great crowds over the uh, homestand, the Dodger series. You know, this place has had a um, a real buzz to it. It's fun. Everybody's into it, of course, and. um, you know, we, we played some good baseball, you know, a couple against the Dodgers, and the last night a big swing by no one rewards everybody's enthusiasm. And, um, you know, it was obviously gave us the lead, and Gio's was able to bring it home. Giovanni
1: Gallegos in the ninth. Stevenson holding the bat right down on the knob, wearing the red batting gloves. Pitch number eight. Strike three call on the outside corner. A 94 mile an hour fastball. Stevenson didn't like it, shakes his head. But that pitch had plate. One out in the ninth inning.
3: Got him with the fastball, Mike Moustakas.
1: One and two with one out. Gallegos pitches. Moustakas swings and strikes out. Missing a high fastball. Two strikeouts for Gallegos.
3: Last chance. The
1: pitch, a swing and a ground ball. Paul DeYoung on the first base side of second. Throws out. Cabrera for a Redbird winner. Against the shift. That out goes 6-3, and this ballgame has come to an end. And they light up the night in downtown St. Louis with the Cardinals shaking hands after a 6-4 win over the Cincinnati Reds to pull even in the series at a game apiece.
3: Gio gets the job done, Mike, as he did all week. He beat the Dodgers in the end 5-4. He came back the next day for your day game and saved a 2-1 victory and yesterday you've won now three of four and Giovanni has saved all three of those, a six, four win. That is some performance by your bullpen and Gio finishing it off.
5: Yeah. bullpen's fantastic again. Um, you know, Gio has been tremendous um, all season, you know, three saves in a row. Um, he's done a nice job for us. You know, he's, he really has. And, um, you know, he throws strikes and lets the defense work. And, you know, it's uh we take our chances with that.
3: It's a good feeling, no doubt, to see your team shaking hands, and your team later finds out that the Padres lose to the Dodgers 5-4, so you are two back in the wild card. Here you are, as Joe Buck said 10 years ago, they just won't go away. The Cardinals are in the rearview mirror of these teams, Mike. That has to be exciting. I know that scoreboard watching's part of it, but you can control what you can control, right?
5: That's right. You know, we just go play, and uh, we'll get ready to go play today, and play our best baseball, get after it with every ounce of energy and resources we have and, and see where the chips fall, but we, uh, we'll take our shot.
3: You were on the field making your way into the clubhouse when your third baseman stopped with Mike Claiborne briefly. Player
6: of the game this evening, 30th home run of the year, Nolan Arenado. is it safe to say the biggest home run of the year? Oh yeah, absolutely, especially in the situation we're in right now. Um, I just thank God I was able to put a good swing on the ball and uh, help the team win. I don't know if I've seen this much life in a dugout in a while. You guys seem like you're really fired up, especially coming from a, a deficit of four runs early in the ball game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously Cincinnati, they're a tough team, and they got some good arms, and uh, to see us fight back like that, that was a great sign, and uh, it's going to be a close one at the end, and we're still in it, so we just got to continue to fight. What's the attitude now in the dugout? What's the attitude in the clubhouse now knowing that you're in a fight and you have to beat teams like Cincinnati? Well, we just got to come out and play our game. You know, we know that they're going to play theirs, and, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, uh, you know, as long as we're prepared, which we are, and we're ready to go, um, you know, we believe good things can happen. But, uh, you know, it was a great win today, and we got a big one tomorrow. What was the pitch you hit for the home run? It was a slider. And you were sitting all over I wouldn't say I was sitting all over No, I wouldn't. Uh, The guy's got a good fastball. It was 96, so it's hard to get off that. It was just up, and... I was able to get enough of it. You know, you're lucky you didn't have to go on the injury list the way those guys were mobbing you in the in the dugout, <laughs> man. I've never seen a guy take a beating like that. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> awesome, man. They got me fired up. And uh, like I said, I'm just here, and I want to contribute the best I can. And uh, I was helping the, te- helping the team win today. Back at it tomorrow. Congratulations. I appreciate you.
3: All right, there's Mike Claiborne with Nolan Arenado, Mike Schilt. I'm sure that's fun to hear, uh, especially saying all the things that he said about your club and how this team, when it's prepared, and it it is ready to go and feels good about itself.
5: Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. It's a team that's all in, Said it all the time. You know, we've uh, dealt with, you know, a lot of different things this season. And, you know, we're back and scratching the call. And this group's um, doing everything they can to, to take advantage of the opportunity. And we have an opportunity in front of us. And we'll take an opportunity today and we'll go. Take care of business.
3: I think he likes it here. Nolan Arenado having some fun last night. I know Mike Schilt likes it here, too. The Cardinals manager is with us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and break down more of this Cardinals week, the game today, and what's to come. It is the Mike Schilt Show on KMOX. Cardinals win it 6-4 over the Reds. They go for a series win today as the wild card race tightens up in the National League. I'm Tom Ackerman. Back after this on KMOX.
2: Welcome back to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX.
3: Back on KMOX 1037, Cardinals manager Mike Schilt for his second and final segment. His Dolan Memory Care Homes Play of the Week is upcoming. Mike, uh, first of all, let's circle back to this past week and the Dodgers in town. The Dodgers were able to take the first couple of games, uh, but it was uh, certainly a, a festive atmosphere at Bush Stadium with Albert Pujols in the house, and I just wanted to sort of go back to that moment and see him, maybe for the last time at Bush Stadium, we don't know, uh, but to see someone that you've known for a long time uh, competing. And as you said, uh, he did hit a home run, and and while you appreciate that, you know, I, I know that uh, – uh, you want the Cardinals to do well, but I know you appreciated the response from the crowd.
5: Yeah, no, I love the fact that um, people get to honor a, you know, legendary legacy player in Albert, you know, feel like he uh, got some closure in 19, because, um, you know, he won the World Series in 11 with the 11th Club, and then he uh, goes into free agency and obviously signs with L.A., so there wasn't that closure so was able to um, get that 19, and then that was just a chance to celebrate him some more with our with our fan base, and it was really cool because you know the first game he didn't play and wasn't in the lineup, and the game wasn't dictating where he was going to pinch hit. Didn't look like, but you know, starting the seventh, people were chanting, "We want Albert," and you know that was that was really cool. And then, of course, in the lineup the next day, and didn't mess around, put a swing on a ball that uh, we've seen before that got into uh, the seats. Um, for a solo homer to, to start that game off. And, you know, again, bittersweet, good to see the swing, didn't want to see the result. And uh, that led to a Dodger victory, which we definitely didn't want to see. But uh, he came over the next day. We sat down and, and caught up for probably half an hour. And um, just a lot of respect for Albert, not only hard for the game, but just heart in general. He's a, he's a, he's a fine man.
3: He really is. He's one of the best people I've ever been around in any sport, and really enjoy all times with Albert Pujols and what a what a great ambassador for the game. Meanwhile, your team has won themselves, and that's Adam Wainwright. And the day before he made his start against the Dodgers, he made an announcement on social media through Big League Impact that he is going to play in 2022 or at least he asked his family what they thought and they all said play and then he said well I guess we know what we're going to do or something along those lines which I thought was a fun way to go about it because that's always the question about Adam is uh, what does his family think he's always asked them hasn't he he's always asked Jenny and the kids
5: <laughs> yeah it's important I, I got a lot of respect for, for waiting well, you know, on a lot of areas but you know this is a game that uh you know it requires a lot of time and energy you know we probably spend eight to ten hours a day for you know nine months uh doing this it's a, it's uh and we love it oh, look man we absolutely love it. it's our baseball family, but it's at the expense of your your family and um you know clearly that's how we provide for them, so no one's complaining. I'm just making a statement and I appreciate the fact that you know Adam has a beautiful family um you know Jenny and the the girls and little caleb and um but he's gonna include you know hey what do you guys think because if if, um you know he's earned the right to decide if he wanted to go home or not you know clearly he's got the passion desire and love to play the game but uh he wants to make sure the family's behind it and supportive of it and understanding of it and um so they gave a thumbs up which is great and here we go looks like another year we'll see uh you know, can't take for granted with us, but we'd be surprised if it wasn't, right?
3: That's right. You know, I, I know that it just feels right. There's no doubt about it. And we'll we'll know when that becomes official uh, because that is a matter of signing a piece of paper for sure. Uh, Wainwright is special. And you said something there about, you know, being away from your families. Albert said that to me one time early in his career. Uh, and it stuck with me that, you know, he said, bro, nobody... He said nobody, like, is going to feel sorry for us, just like you said. But, you know, it is. I mean, you you know you wake up in hotel rooms. You, you're away from the family. The Cardinals teammates are your family, but it is a big part of the game. And that's, that's another uh, sign of respect for uh, all players who play this game. And for Adam to continue to do what he's doing is remarkable. Now, health-wise, looks great, feels great, takes good care of himself. And uh, my understanding, Mike, is that he's relayed to you that uh, whenever he's needed, he's ready to roll. I mean, that he does not... Uh, need any time off necessarily. He's ready to rock and roll here this last month.
5: Well, we're not going to get too crazy, but we're, you know, we've, as Mad Dog would we'll say, Mike Lacks, our pigeon coach, you know, we've, earlier in the year, honored the off days, which means, you know, we've created the built-in off day to get an extra day of rest. So uh, a guy can go on a sixth day. Um, but with wayno and uh, where we are, um, and I met with him yesterday, and of course, we did anticipate that. He's he's ready for an every five day role, and, uh, which gets him an extra start. So, um, you know, he'll continue to take care of himself and, um, it's, it's, uh, opportunity for him to pitch as much as possible that, you know, within reason.
3: When you got John Lester, I think I mentioned to you on this show that I felt like he was the Wainwright of the Cubs in 2016 when they won the world championship. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing it. I mean, he's a, he's a real pro, isn't he to have around and, and he's done some job for you on the mound.
5: Yeah, he really has. He's, um, Acclimated very well quickly. Um he's a definitely a pros pro, kind of like a John Wayne kind of guy, just uh which I'd say you, you say about Dave Duncan, just quiet, but you know, strong written in his resolve and uh has a presence about him and he's done a nice job for sure.
3: What about Jake Woodford and, and what he's been able to do for you? Is he was able to hold down the Dodgers on Thursday, Mike?
5: Woody did a tremendous job. Um, you know, came in relief for KK. Over in Milwaukee, five and a third scoreless. And then uh, got the start earned the start against LA and and gave up gave up one, clean first and second, gave up one and a third, stranded the bases loaded, got a clean fourth, and then uh, we decided to hit for him to give a chance to score some runs, which is important too. So I uh, did a really, really nice job against a you know, nice ball club.
3: And rounding out the rotation is the man you'll put out there today, and that is Jay Happ. Uh, the lefty is going up against this Reds team, and uh, Jay has had some very good outings for you, and he's been able to fill this rotation with a veteran presence. Mike, what has he brought to the table?
5: Just that. Veteran presence um, You know, has, has got even more clarity about where his outs are, knows what he's doing, why he's doing it, and how he's doing it, uh, just now about execution. So that's the thing that's nice about um, you know, more experienced players is they, there's no real, you know, they can make adjustments quick. They know what they're doing. Like I said, why they're doing it. They know how to do it. And then it just gets down to execution. So, um, you know, when you, when you break it down to that degree, you know, it's just a matter of of, of happy going out today and executing and us playing clean behind them and, and being able to swing the bat, score some runs. Sure. So yeah. You know, complex game, simple way of looking at it.
3: Yeah, definitely. A uh, former starter in your rotation, and uh, he'll be back before you know it, and that's Dakota Hudson is continuing to work. He's been at Double A Springfield. He's uh, going to make a start today. What are you hearing about
4: Dakota?
5: A lot of positives. You know, you say back before you know it. He's been gone for two years. So, <laughs> <laughs> been waiting tough. Um, you know, this is a, this is a piece that, um, you know, I, I think people recognize, or at least I do, and our group does. You know, it's been a guy we've really, really missed um, in our rotation on our club. Steady guy, goes out, eats innings, quality innings. Um, I felt like before he went down was was taking strides and getting better and, and taking that next step. So, um, yeah, he's going to Springfield, probably get another one after that in Memphis. Um, and then we'll see what we have and where we can fit him in and, you know, hopefully continue to make strides. But he's, he's thrown the ball well.
3: Yeah, it's tough to not have him. It's also been tough to not have Jordan Hicks, I mean, to be honest, right? I mean, he's it's like having a Ferrari sitting in the garage that you can't get out and, and, and run around a little bit. And it sounds like he's not going to be able to do that this year for you, Mike, isn't that right?
5: Yeah, I think that's probably realistic. Um, you know, we've been home, we do a lot of rehabs here, and, you know, you look around and you see, uh, of course, Dakota's been in Florida. So a little bit, not out of sight, out of mind, but you don't see him every day as a reminder. Um, but man, you pass, you know Jordan and Jack um, every day and see him, and you go, okay, all right. There's some pretty good pitching right there. Um, now Jordan's Jordan's on a good in a good place. He's thrown two aggressive, got an up and down aggressive bullpen um, on Friday, and then has trans- transitioned to Florida where he can go face some some hitters. But uh, we're going to run out of schedule for looks like for Jordan to be able to. Um, Come back and help us this year.
3: Gotcha. What's the latest on Edmundo Sosa and how is he feeling?
5: Uh, Available now. Um, Took some batting practice yesterday and, you know, we wanted to give him another day, at least off the start. Paul, he swung the bat well yesterday, took a couple walks the day before. So he's been productive offensively and, and, you know, as always, plays a solid defense. So um, Sosa looks like he's back in the mix.
3: Looking forward to today, the Cardinals take on the Reds. We are going to let you get back to work, and we appreciate you being on the phone with us. It's always a pleasure to get your thoughts before a ball game. Cardinals won at 6-4 yesterday, go for a series win today, a one first pitch for Jay Happ. But before we go, as we always do, it is our Dolan Memory Care Homes memorable play of the week. What would you choose?
5: Yeah, man, some good memories this week. Um, good ball games, close ball games. Geos closed out three in a row, you know, O pitched well. Yadis had some big hits, but th- you got to go with Nolan's homer yesterday.
3: I think you do, and I think we need to play it again. That's what I think. The Cardinals took on the Reds last night, and this is how it sounded.
1: Arnato, one for three tonight, one out of six in the series with two runs scored and a run batted in. Goldschmidt takes a big lead at third. Arnato swings and hits a drive to left field. Way back to the wall. It's a goner. A two-run All homer right. for Nolan Arnato. Six to four Cardinals in the eighth. Big, big two run home, huh? I smell the coffee brewing. Arnato touches on plate. Congratulated by Paul Goldschmidt. And Arnado is being congratulated by his teammates as he goes down the steps of the first base dugout.
3: John Rooney with the call, along with Mike Shannon of the Memorable Play of the Week, sponsored by Dolan Memory Care Homes. If you have a loved one with dementia that needs a safe place to live, contact Dolan Memory Care Homes, where they have no more than 11 residents per household. Visit DolanCare.com. Mike oh. Schildo, hope you have more magic today. We appreciate it very much.
5: All right, Tom. Have a blessed day. Appreciate you too. You. There
3: is Mike Schilt, Cardinals manager with us on KMOX. We'll take a brief time out. come back with more sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX right after this.
1: There's a
2: high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning.
1: And it's a gutter. Big fly,
2: no Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Philippines win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX.
3: Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday morning. Last couple of minutes, we talk a little college football, then we'll shift over to golf next hour and more baseball. We'll also get some NFL picks. Week one, Chiefs. And Browns today at Arrowhead Stadium. We'll have that game on 97.1 FM, KMOX, and Odyssey here in St. Louis, your home of the Kansas City Chiefs. The Missouri Tigers played yesterday, and the first SEC game of the season for any team, and it was Kentucky picking up the win over Mizzou by a final of 35 28. Missouri just Could not find an answer in Lexington. That's a good Kentucky team. Chris Rodriguez rushed for career highs of 206 yards and scored four touchdowns. Missouri's going to have to find a way to stop the run or they're going to be in big trouble. Uh, Kentucky had a go-ahead run from eight yards from Rodriguez with 11.28 to go. They stopped Missouri late. The Wildcats never trailed in this game. It was a great game. Uh, They had a great game, but they squandered a 28-14 lead. Mizzou tied the game early in the fourth quarter, but Kentucky answered, took the kickoff, marched 75 yards. Missouri's got to find a way to patch up those holes on defense as the Tigers lose. It's not a bad loss, but they lose it on the road, 35-28 to Kentucky. Illinois gets hammered on the road at Virginia. 42-14, 42-14, so Brett Bielema off to a 1-2 and two start after beating Nebraska in week one. He's now lost to UTSA and Virginia. Elsewhere, Iowa, look out for the Hawkeyes. That team is for real. They're number 10. They're going to move up after beating number nine, Iowa State, 27-17. Jack Campbell returned a fumble, six yards for a touchdown. Iowa ran its winning streak against Iowa State to six games. That ruined, I would say, the biggest home game Iowa State has ever had. I'm going to go there. Uh, That that team is a top 10. That team is hyped. That team had college game day in the house. And the Hawkeyes came in and silenced them and got the win 27-17. That is a huge win for Kirk Ferentz. And that program in Iowa is not to be messed with right now in the Big Ten West. They are a very good team. Over in the east, Ohio State gets punched in the mouth by Oregon. Number 12 Oregon gets the win. 3528 on the road. Much more sports on a Sunday morning continues
0: after the news. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.